0: This is Benny Bloss, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Best one out there.
1: Hey, this is Jessica Maher, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, the only podcast that we listen to down under.
2: To the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co host, Scotty, sometimes TJ. All
0: right, here we go. We are back. Once again, Scotty, another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. This week, it's episode 228. Lots of good guests. A couple of guys we haven't talked to in a long time, but before we get to all that, our title sponsor, along with our co-title sponsor, all our sponsors, Cherbies USA. For decades, Cherbies USA has been the leader in moto plastic accessories. Products that fit perfect, look great and last, Cherbies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, handguards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit com and support our title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram and let them know that you're listening uh, I think we still have a a winner. Damn it. I did not go through. We got a lot more submissions for the name of the head, nice. which I have moved. It's back there on the helmet. I moved some things around. If you guys are on YouTube watching, it's back there by the helmets. Right. But uh, right. I've got, I meant to go through those. Right we there. can pick a winner, but we'll do that on, on the next show, which is two weeks from now. But, All right, we're going to give something away from a Cherubis for that. Still haven't told fully that, (laughs) but we're going to do it anyway. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. he'll be good. He's cool. Uh, Co-title sponsor, Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves, and settings are 100% guaranteed made in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save... Of course, Race Tech supports teams like SGB Honda, AJE Gas Gas, Team Solitaire, and vets like Mike Calessi, Ben LeMay, and off-road Master Cody Webb. My forks have been shipped off to Race Tech per Kiefer. Well, at least I know he pulled them off the bike yesterday. I assume they ship. That's a start. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to Blue Crew. We're getting closer to New Acherby's Plastic. We're getting closer to New Berm Lords Graphics. It is coming. Also on board Fly Racing. Ray, Fly Racing has been developing and invading its gear line since 1998. You cannot beat the new Formula helmet. There's multiples up there on that helmet uh, tower behind Scotty there. I have three of them. I love those freaking helmets. You cannot beat the helmet. x brand goggles on board. Bunch of new Lucids I've got in stock. Which What's up? Is
3: sound fuzzy? It says it sounds fuzzy. Is that
0: too. You have the. Yep, it's way too loud. Sorry about that. The YouTube, I had been listening to the external speakers again.
3: Dark side was jamming out. No, I, was,
0: <laughs> I was pulling audio for the wrap-up show. Sorry about that, guys, on YouTube, but I uh, should be good now. So, X-Brand goggles. There's some Lucids sitting there at the end of the table that I just got in. A few of those are Doc Smiths. The blue ones on the camera are mine for the new Blue Crew. But I've got some available for sale. So, yeah, man, hit me up. mx 3 at AOL.com. Or just go to your local dealer and ask for X brand distributed through WPS. Works Connection also on board with us. You guys know all about the start, the pro launch start device, the elite clutch perch, many more. Check out WorksConnection.com. Torque One Racing, R Jerky. We have a new segment on board that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into that. We're going to try to get TJ on in just a minute. And before we get to our guests, we don't have a whole lot of time beforehand, but we have a new R Jerky segment that we're going to start doing scotty thanks to one of our listeners had a really cool idea uh but again berm lords graphics and jersey id they can hit, cover your graphics and cover your jersey printing hit them up graphics at berm shock socks williams moto works extreme colors helmet painting blood lubricants promo code moto x all caps to save on the new barracuda line of oil i uh, shipped some of that out to some of our listeners this week Power band racing for your WP guys and true fusion sports. Derek Kelly's back at it on the West Coast this uh, previous weekend in Seattle. So we will have a true fusion sports Derek Kelly check-in along with Scotty. Garrett Marshbanks is going to be on tonight. Yep. Uh, Matty B, Matt Bishalia. Haven't talked to him in a couple years. Yeah. And yep. I like Matty B. He's been doing some training, trained some kids out at South of the Border. We're going to get him on. As I said, Derek Kelly. And then Ch- uh, Chance Blackburn's going to come on. Privateer, first time on the show. sure you guys watched Seattle. and We saw another MMA-style fight <laughs> on the track in the... I,
3: I called it an incident. An, an incident. An, an incident yeah. on our uh, description for the show tonight. Yeah,
0: and the 250 LCQ, Chance Blackburn and Max Sanford went at it. And uh, Chance actually uses Williams Motorworks for his engines. And Jesse uh, Williams reached out. It's like, hey, man, you want we'll to get Chance on? Let's do it. We'll talk about it. Just so happens that Chance originally had Chance scheduled for the last guest of the night, but he's buddies with Garrett and they March Banks, and they were texting earlier while I was texting Chance. They kind of want to come on at the same time, so we're going to work that in. Garrett's going to come on for a little bit. We'll get Chance on. We'll talk about different things. Uh, then we'll talk to Chance a little bit one-on-one, and then we'll get to the other guys. So, yeah, what's up, Scotty? Uh, what did you think of Seattle?
3: Oh man, it was it was pretty cool. the The biggest things that I that stood out to me was
0: like keep talking for a minute. I got a text. It was so, it,
3: so I saw Tomac like. Just his the way he was icing those lines, like he was. I really thought that he was going to blow out his back wheel, like on that little triple thing coming uh, into that off camber corner, kind of like that was an angle at the end of the. They'd come back across the start straight, kind of angle, and then jump in. And a lot of them were doubling and then hitting like like that inside r- r- rut that had like the little off camber to it. But he was tripling into it, and then just kind of like bouncing off the wall and like jumping back out. Like he was just doing things that I haven't seen him like, just be that, not just smooth, because he's been smooth all year, but just to be that smooth and that, like, aggressive and dominant at the same time. It was impressive to watch. He waxed everybody. Um, I think everybody else is kind of waving the white flag. Jason Anderson needed a just kind of, like, a week where everything just kind of was normal, and he didn't have any kind of crazy drama. I think he'll take second all day in that scenario. Um, there's a, some stuff happening behind him, but for the most part, it was what stood out to me was um, Tomac's dominance for sure.
0: Yeah, I was a little bummed on that. Very impressed, but bummed because the gap between him and Jason was huge, and like it's he is now just on a different level. And I kind of feel like the season, like the the series, is over. I feel that way, and that sucks. I don't want. I mean, it
3: to I be. mean, technically, it ain't over it's until not, but, it's over. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's five races. If he, you know. He, he. something happens and he's injured for two weeks. I mean, it, it's back into it, you know? So, there's no telling. Like, it does seem like it's his to lose for sure. It's been like that, though, so.
0: Yeah, it's just, just it's a bummer. It, cause it, I, kinda, yeah, I, just, I wanted that, like, there's still a chance. Yeah. And, yeah, there sort of is, but it's a ridiculously so, slim chance. So, in my, so,
3: in my head, I'm...
0: Let's, let's get TJ on and talk about this a little bit more. Let's hold tight. Um, uh, yeah, so everybody just, well... No, go ahead. Do Say what you're saying while I call TJ. In um, your head.
3: In my head, the I'm looking forward to the two light shootouts between uh, Hunter, I mean, not Hunter, Jet, and uh, Craig. Christian. And I think Hunter and March Banks will kind of be in that as well. So it'd be kind of cool to see those four guys duke it out a couple of times, as well as the LCQ race in Denver is going to be awesome. Other yeah. than that, um, I'm ready for outdoors.
0: Eh, I'm not ready for that yet. I, I still like I want to see Cooper get a win, hopefully get a win. I'd like to see Mookie get a win, so I'm not quite ready for outdoors yet.
3: What would you you got a s you have a, a scale here and okay. it's got percentages on it. You got Cooper getting a win on this side, and Mookie getting a win on this side. What's your percentages?
0: Uh I'm gonna go sixty forty Cooper's favor. Wow. Yeah, Cooper gets a win I would in say, Atlanta. I
3: would say more like seventy thirty. Uh, Mookie, I think I think Mookie's more on, speed. You're more on this, the Mookie side, huh? I think this speed, going off of this year alone, yes. Yeah,
0: let's see. I think we got TJ on the line. Let's see if he's there. TJ Smith, are you there?
2: What's up, man?
0: What's going on? Hang on, these are a little low. What are you doing, man? Why aren't you in studio ever? Because I gotta make a living.
2: I gotta, I got oh. racing to pay for.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure that bill's been high lately. Yeah, right. Uh, actually,
2: <laughs> actually, like he's been at home, so. I, I can't really complain about it. It's been cheaper.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tried to get him in the studio again tonight, but he said he had too many things going on, which probably means like playing I, Call of Duty or some shit.
2: <laughs> no, actually, actually, I got. I think he was actually working and he was helping my mom do some stuff. He, he's he's like a good kid. So
0: yeah, I know. Hey, so before we get to our first guest, I want to get you on a little bit. Uh, you, I think you were on the line when we were talking. Did you hear our little discussion just yep. a second ago? All right. So where do you fall? Where do you fall on? Are you ex- are you ready for outdoors and then also answer uh, Scotty's question there on Mookie versus Cooper win percentage
2: Um I, ready for no I'm not ready for outdoors I like Supercross better and then um I 100% believe that Mookie has a better chance of getting a win than Webb but not anything to do with more than Webb's just injured and not himself and that kind of stuff. The one thing that will help Webb is he's is now back with Alden, so he's riding with Mookie, and that intensity is going to get picked up, I feel like.
3: Yeah, I just heard about that. I, I what he, like? How did that happen?
2: Because, basically, things weren't working the way that they wanted him to, from what I heard, and they basically just said, okay, look, it's not working. You need to come back and to um, Alden's, so so it was from KTM. Like they have kind Pretty of ultimatum, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It sounds. I don't, right. if, I don't think it was an ultimatum, but it was like they said, "Okay, go ahead, try your program. If it works, great. But if it if, if it goes off the rails, we need you back on our program." And it wasn't going great. Now, was it the program's fault? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't uh, think so. I think it's uh, more bike stuff
0: that he's trying to figure out personally.
2: I think it's bike stuff and. Um, I, I mean, Webb's never. Been, I don't know. I, it, I I think it's just Webb and bike
3: stuff. Wait, did he actually answer the question though? Did he put Who? a percentage on him? Uh, on well, he, uh, he
0: said a hundred percent Mookie. Oh, okay. Over yeah. Cooper, so I think he's basically saying Cooper has no chance of getting a win. Yeah. Okay, got you. Do, and,
3: I oh, didn't and, catch that part. Sorry, I was commenting, people.
2: I, I will I was say, doing your job, TJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, I I no. will. Yeah, Go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Finish it. I I was just going to say, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he got a win. But there's no way I would put any money on him getting
0: a win. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
3: And and we know how you are with money, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay. So we only have like 10 minutes before we get to our show um, that you're not here for. But a couple things I want to touch on with you. So uh, we have a new segment. I haven't told Scotty this either yet had a listener reach out on Instagram, and his Instagram handle is at D, the letter D, underscore Brancato320. I hope I said that right. He didn't have a real name attached to his account. But he has a really cool idea, I think, for a segment that we could do pretty much like the the uh, blood lubricants um, cross-rutted, whenever we feel like. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. is the R Jerky okay. Beef of the Week.
4: So, like, this week, it, week, we
0: could talk about... Chance, chance Blackburn and uh, Max Sanford, or we could have talked about Jason Anderson and Barsha, or we could talk about how I, you know whatever our beef is, I could, it could be it's kind of like the race tech ran. It could be yeah. almost anything in my beef opinion. of the
2: week may be the best the best. if he actually came up with that he did. we need well, to get him some R jerky. Oh I've I already I mean, handled it.
0: already handled it. Okay I, I, I talked to RJ RJ said no problem. then I found out this guy lives in Canada, which becomes a problem, but we'll figure it out. So, uh, we gotta we gotta figure it out. We'll give him we can give him like a
2: like basically a what do you call it like a uh, um a gift card for him or whatever we get. Dude, do. I'm
0: gonna have to ship it to like whatever the closest U.S. town is and like to a. a- PO box, like go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, or we'll ship it to Seven Eleven across the border, station, or a hotel. Beef of to the hotel. week,
2: I love it. But anyway, I love that was a great, week. great that's idea. Amazing. So
0: I thought you would dig that. So that's and tonight, the beef of the week. Ch- Chance Blackburn is coming on, uh, yeah, to talk about his incident with Max Sanford. He also, I don't know, if, think you heard any of this. He rides, he uses uh, Williams Motor Works. That's where this connection uh-huh. came from. So. We awesome. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a chance on. We'll talk about that, but uh yeah, before we let you go, what'd you think of the races? <laughs> the races are good, man. I mean, I, I they have been, I would just say
2: that yeah, there's Seattle on the TV show. I don't know how it was being there obviously cuz it wasn't was kind of uh eh, but um they have got to do something about slowing these tracks down.
0: Yeah, that's been a hot topic which What did you call in about last night on Pulp? You called in I called in because Steve's
2: all excited about how they're giving him a race. I 100% believe the only reason why they gave him a race, somebody somewhere goes, you better give this guy six minutes
0: or he is going to turn LCQ into a murder. Yeah, that actually was not a bad topic. That's one of the better. I hate giving you props. It really hurts my heart a lot. But <laughs> that was actually pretty good. When you call in, I'm like, oh god, what the f- you, what dumb shit is he gonna say? You, you like, never well, know with good. TJ.
3: It's either gonna be like you're gonna like change your whole like life perspective about it, or you're gonna be like this guy. Why did he just say that in front of all these? I
2: guys? Just,
0: okay, I got. <laughs> I felt like that couldn't have been your idea. No, it was 100% my
2: idea, but I also was going to do another one, but I, I was at work, so I had to get off the phone. Yeah. So t- tell me how dumb this is. <laughs> I think that the industry is not, n- nothing against him, but I think they're giving Tomac too much props. Okay. And I, I'll tell you why. So they're putting him, yes, his wins are a lot, but they're putting him on the same pedestal as Ricky, as Stewart, as Reed. Yes, his win number is is high. But if you look at his win number versus how many times he was actually in the series and not injured, because he has a history of not being injured, finishing Supercross seasons and all this kind of stuff, yet he only has one and he's about to get another, another championship. So you take the amount of time he was there, he was always there till the end and has so few championships, I think he is substantially under... A lot of the past champions, even from getting down into the 90s and stuff like
0: that, just well, because, because he didn't win as many championships per seasons. Right. Per season. And
2: yeah, because he had so many wins, but so few championships. Is there anybody else who has that many? I mean, he's got to be the he'll pinnacle. Have, of he'll have the, the
3: same amount that, of Supercross championships as Stu and more outdoor titles. And, but and how many
0: more? More yeah, seasons. He's healthy? not that much. He's,
2: oh, Yeah. Stu didn't know. make it into his, into his like 30s, did he?
0: No. We're close.
3: I mean, he was like 28, you know, to, 29. To, he I'm took a little bit of a gap. Like
0: that, so I don't know. It's yeah. not a bad thought. Like It's not a bad discussion. But 10 years from now, nobody gives a shit about that. They're going to say, this is how many championships he's won. He He, he was able yeah. to stay healthy and stay at the top of the game longer than those other guys. You know, so I mean, I think he he's the credit they're giving yeah. him is warranted.
3: My response to that would be, how do you then if that's the if that's your point, then how do you explain Ryan Dungey?
2: Dungey has like four Supercross championships.
3: I mean, Tomac's got four, almost five
2: outdoor championships. But we're not talking about outdoor. We're about we're putting them on the same pedestal with Supercross. Supercross yeah. Win, yeah.
0: wins is yeah big and championships. I mean, it's the win the. It, it, you're right. Like if you race, so one guy races a hundred races, and another guy races ten, and the guy that races ten races won all ten races, never got beat, and then the guy that won a hundred races wins twenty races of the yeah. hundred. You kind of go, well, the other guy was a hundred percent win, yeah, win percentage. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, but also Eli was able to race a hundred races without quitting, retiring, or being hurt. And you got to give him some credit for that. Oh, I do. I, that's what I want to say. I want to not take away from
2: from Eli, but I also don't want to give him like take away from the guys who did, in my opinion, like have a better track record and a better career than him. Yeah, does that make sense? Sure. Like well, I, call- I'm not moving him down, but I want them to stop moving him above other guys: Carmichael, Dungy, um, Villapoto. You know, all those guys, Stewart, Reed. I mean, those guys are and should be. And even go back to, you know, like past uh, older, McGrath. All these guys are so far ahead of him, in my opinion. All right.
0: Well, we got to go. We got Garrett Marsh. banks waiting. See ya. All right, later. DJ TJ, everybody. Got a few minutes with the idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Stop acting like an
1: idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life.
0: Change my, uh, my favorite idiot. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back with Garrett Marshbanks.
1: What's up guys? This is the Seven straight Trade out of Anticount. I'm here to tell you about Aturibus USA. For decades, Aturibus has been the leader in motorcycle plastic accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM. Factory Kyle Hockey, TLD KPM, and Rocky Mountain KPM, as well as many top privateers such as stuff. All you got to do is go to AchiribiUSA.com or call 1 659 1440 and y'all better tell
5: them Padro Hey, Dad. Great race.
0: All right. We are back with our first guest of the night, who is brought to you by Torque One Racing, which is a Texas based company that is providing high quality, economical performance parts. Check out torqueoneracing.com to see their complete line of products, including the Attack Handlebars, the Defy Lock on Grips, and the Vengeance Levers. Let them know the Moto X Show is uh, your show of choice. Tonight, Torque One Racing brings us from Club MX, Garrett Marshbanks. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on? Not a lot, man. It's been a little bit since we've had a chance to talk to you on the show. Um, You know, you've been riding 250s, 450s, you just got back on the 250 this week. How do you feel about your season so far as a whole? I know it's not where you want it to be, but I feel like you've had some really good rides that you could, you know, keep building off of.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously the first round of the season was a pretty solid one for me. Um, was right there on the podium position and barely missed it. But, uh, yeah, we just had our ups and downs. I mean, got really sick after A1, was dealing with that, and uh Yeah, just kind of dealt with some stuff at, oh, heck, what was it, San Diego and A2. But besides that, yeah, I had some solid rides. And, uh, yeah, this weekend was pretty good. We uh, changed some stuff with suspension and made a big improvement. I mean, my qualifying was a lot better and uh, struggled in the heat race in the main. Just wasn't really quite feeling snappy. So, and uh, didn't quite get off to the best uh, main event start. But, uh, yeah, just made some good changes, though.
0: Yeah, is it easy... For you, you know, it's kind of an individual thing. I would think to go from a 450 back to a 250 to go back and forth. Like it takes a minute, I would think, to adjust to the difference in power and how the bike performs. Uh, or, or are you pretty comfortable with it?
4: Um, I've been doing that for the past uh, two years now, so it's, it's pretty easy for me to bounce back and forth.
0: Yeah, if you had your choice, would you just go 450 full time?
4: Um, uh, no, not yet. Okay, um, I still pre- personally. I still personally feel like I can win a win races, if not for sure win a title in the lights class in uh, Supercross. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I can keep staying down there for a couple of years.
0: I like that. I like that, man. I'm, yeah, I would like the hunger still want that championship. That's that's a big deal, man. I, I, and I do think you're fully capable. I mean, we see your speed. And just like you said, there's been a few little things here and there, whether it be a bike problem here and there, just you, things that you really a lot of times are out of your control.
4: Yeah. I mean it seems like it's been like that the yeah. past uh year and a half. Um I mean what can you do? I just try to make the best of it and uh yeah, just yeah, just try to make the best of it. Right on.
3: All right, Garrett, so you're you're with the Club MX team. I've, I got a chance to meet some of the guys there with a the couple races we did. I like the vibe over there. Um so there's a lot going on. You got you got Alex, you got Phil, you've got you, you got y'all's place has sick tracks. Cool, different dynamics, outside sponsors. I just kind of wanted to get your perspective on on that team and kind of what the secret to success has been for that Club MX team.
4: Uh yeah, I mean it's an awesome environment here. You know, you got Alex, Phil, Enzo, Jay, Owen. Um, you know, we've been all riding. The, actually, I haven't been riding with them too much this year, just because I was uh on the West Coast. I was st- we stayed out there the whole time. But uh the couple of weeks I have ridden with them, it's been pretty fun. You know, chasing them around, they've chased me around. And uh, you know, uh Jace and uh Phil are really good dudes to learn off of and uh honestly all of them we all help each other and uh try to improve each other anywhere we can find it. Um but yeah, no the the different variety of tracks. Also we have the uh, I think, yeah, three supercross tracks and uh a couple outdoor tracks. We actually just started outdoor testing the day me and Zo, Phil, and Alex. And uh, no, it's it's been uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like that that that
0: privateer. I don't know how it's hard to to even label these teams anymore. But not a full factory team, right? And every year Brandon's made improvements. Uh, you know, tried to improve the bikes, tried to prove the options, whether it's sponsor options, parts. Uh, Brought in Mike, you know, who we've kind of become to know a little bit. And just, like, he really is building a top-notch program. It's gotten to a level, you know, even guys like Dominic Thurley, you know, just young kids coming in. Like, there's so many, um,
4: what's
0: the word I'm looking for, just so many positives to ride out of that team. Uh, And even though Phil may have a bad attitude sometimes,
4: he's a lot (laughs) of fun to be around. Yeah, you know, Phil definitely helped me out a lot last year and uh, this year. He's been helping me out, and uh, honestly, me and Phil are pretty close. That's I like cool. working with Phil. I like I like working with Alex and uh, Jason. and I mean, honestly, all of them are really cool to hang out with and help, and they've definitely helped me out a lot on and off the bike. And uh, no, just uh, team wise, you know, Brandon's been building the team a lot, and uh, yeah. it's been pretty cool this past year and a half uh, watching how much it's grown
0: what do you feel like has been the biggest improvement in your five years as a pro or something that you've learned that really is like kind of has changed the way you do things? Is there anything that just stands out?
4: Um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, when you first
0: came in right as an amateur, like you're one of the top, top kids in the amateurs, but it's uh, the pros are so different right like a a lot of guys talk about the intensity building that intensity that every rider on the line has for the entire moto or heat or whatever series you're in like the intensity is a lot different and a lot of guys are not prepared or not aware of how intense all the pros are that's a big one i hear a lot but is there anything that you've just learned in the five years and that may be it yeah
4: Yeah, honestly like you know when i first came into the pros uh those top five guys were definitely pretty gnarly yeah when i was 16 when i went pro (laughs) and i mean i feel like i had the pace i remember i think it was hangtown was the opener and man i thought i was flying in practice i was like man where am i at where am i at and i think i was like p14 or 12 and i was (laughs) like man oops (laughs) i kind of suck right now and it, it was pretty wild and just to see how fast those guys are and uh, especially in supercross outdoors. I mean, as the races went on my rookie year, I feel like I was able to kind of find that sprint speed and to find where I was kind of at, you know, starting to slowly creep up in the top five and, uh, had some injuries. And, uh, supercross was definitely the one I think was an eye opener. Um, the sprint speed usually in outdoors, everyone kind of sets in a pace and you kind of just moto down and, uh, supercross it's just the intensity the whole time. It's basically until someone, you know, breaks, uh, just, Can't do it no more and um those top three guys are definitely the ones that kinda go the distance. And uh yeah, it's not like the amateurs anymore where you could find one or two guys that sprint the whole time and you know, not the whole time, but say if we're doing fifteen, they fall off at ten minutes and it's they drop five seconds, you don't find that in the out in the pro class anymore. It's everyone's within, you know, maybe drops a second and that sets them from first to sixth at the end of the race. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's definitely gnarly, and uh, I definitely say yeah. The, the the pace is pretty gnarly from the amateurs to the pros. Right on.
3: All right, so at Daytona, you you know you rode the four hundred and fifty, and they 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 were kind of making you one of the main storylines of the evening. And for a race of that caliber, that's pretty cool. But did it kind of surprise you of how much media coverage they were getting giving you? And then like kind of how did you dealt with that? And also. Did did any kind of more sponsorship opportunities come up after that because of the coverage that you got?
4: Um, honestly, I I really didn't know. I was just kinda of doing it for fun. Um, I didn't think I was, you know, get that much T V time or publicity off of it. And uh it seemed like since Friday that uh when we got in for press, it was just the cameras are around me and people are asking me questions and stuff and it was honestly pretty cool to see that. Um Obviously, the result there wasn't what we wanted, but uh, honestly, sponsor-wise, I have no idea. I didn't gain any, I think, personal sponsors from it. I don't know if the team did. That's kind of out of my yeah. my reach, but uh, definitely fan-base-wise and uh, just people to me, I definitely know it grew that way from that race.
0: Yeah, you said you were doing it just kind of for fun, which you were real close to a top 10. Had you not had... I think you ran out of tear-offs, if I, is what I heard, and had to go in for goggles, but... um. What did you have a goal like a top 10? Was that a goal or was it really just to, to ride, have fun, and, and keep the race pace? Because, cause man, like, I know that's really good for guys that stay that go to the 450 on the other coast because you keep that intensity up. So when it's time to go back west, you're ready to go.
4: Yeah, honestly, I know the team didn't have any like uh, goals for me to be at, but me, honestly, I'm a super competitive guy. So yeah. I said top five, they said, you know back it down a little bit so <laughs> we kind of were like all right we'll do top 10 and uh me personally i feel like i could have definitely been in the top seven um if i had more seat time on the bike yeah i had about five days on it and uh no yeah just being out there in that main i, I remember coming through and i remember i think i was ninth ninth or tenth and there was definitely a couple guys in front of me i i felt like personally i was gonna get and uh next thing i know my I had no more tear offs, ditched the goggles for a couple laps so I could maybe um, run with it and got blasted by Bogle, I think it was, <laughs> in the sand. I was like, all right, this ain't going to work. I'm not going to risk my eyes for one 450 race. So, right, yeah. Made a quick pit stop and, yeah, lost a couple spots and, you know, sitting there for 15, 20 seconds trying to put goggles on, you know, you lose a lot of time and spots. So, sure. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of a bummer.
0: Daytona's not the super cross track. You don't. you you want to go without goggles. Like, you might be able to do it at Anaheim, you know, because it's a little dry or whatever, but not Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned all the media, or actually, Scotty asked you, and then you talked about all the media being there. You know, I've I've been talking to you. Man, I think the first time I talked to you, you were still an amateur, if I'm not mistaken, at at Freestone. But, like, you you seem kind of like a quiet guy. Like, you like to keep to yourself. And I may be wrong about that. You can tell me. But do you like doing new podcast interviews is that something you're comfortable with or you know some guys just aren't into
4: it i honestly love it okay Um, i don't mind going on there doing them uh i think a lot of people think i'm a quiet guy i mean um i think it's just how i am at the races you know i'm just super serious doing my own thing and uh but no honestly like tv stuff interviews anything like that i i love doing it i just think people think of the wrong idea of me of being a guy that hates it. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple
0: guys like that, like Brandon Hartraff I've talked to and a f- couple other guys that are just sort of quiet. Uh, Brees was that way too a little bit. But they like doing them, but you just kind of have to you just have to get in there and get to know them a little bit, right, I guess. and Yeah, you, you do have that – not or, you do sort of have – you come off as like a guy that w- is quiet, like you said. So, yeah, just, I guess we just got to get to know you a little bit more. We need to get you on here more then.
4: Yeah, no, I'm definitely down. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's got
0: one more, and then we're going to get your buddy Chance Blackburn on. <laughs> All right, we got one right. from
3: our one of our YouTube listeners. Um, they wanted to know. So, since you left uh, Pro Circuit and then uh, Club gave you this, the kind of you know another opportunity, and then you've had some success with that, is there is there a, are you kind of with Club until you know maybe until maybe you move up or is there another factory team that you would want to ride for?
4: Um, honestly, that's kind of a hard one to say. Um, I got you. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Definitely don't know what the. I don't know what the future holds. So uh, yeah, we'll just see. See what what it does. I don't know. It, that one's kind of a difficult one to answer.
3: I got you. Yeah. I was yeah,
0: just going to. Well, yeah, he's
4: probably. Can't you know, he's, he's under contract, yeah? I know, with I'm just club, I'm,
0: and he's friends with those guys, he's been there a long time. I'm the so, yeah, voice of the people trying to put him in a bad position there, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, wasn't me. I'm just I mean, reading look, If If you know, uh, Honda came at him with, Hey, we're gonna give you two million dollars a year to come ride for us, I think Garrett would be like, Uh, hey, Brandon, dude, I gotta go, bro. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it, I don't know, I. I don't know.
3: I'm just, I'm just Hi, reading
0: hey. the questions. <laughs> well, Garrett, uh, we're about to get your boy uh, Chance Blackburn on, and we're going to talk to him. I've never talked to Chance, so this is going to be cool. Uh, and I just found out earlier today while texting him that you guys were buddies. You actually happened to be talking while I was texting him. Uh, before we get him in here, how do you know Chance? Give me give me a, a story on him that maybe we can bust his balls about. You got anything?
4: Uh honestly, I met him here at Club Max last year when I first got here. Um, I think he showed up about a month after I was here yeah um you know we're just kind of we we're training partners for a little bit um we just kind of started hitting it off at, at the gym the one day just kind of talking and then after that yeah no we just became super cool um he's kind of you know not saying i'm a hothead but he kind of <laughs> is too obviously everyone's seen that over the weekend we, we may get but, into that uh, here a little bit <laughs> yeah so we we both kind of have our short fuses, and yeah. I've seen his while training, and he's seen mine for sure. So, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of, I don't know, we just kind of hit it off. And, yeah, he's a good dude, means well, and, yeah. All right, well, I think he's on the line. Let's check this out.
0: Chance Blackburn, are you there?
4: Hey, what's up, man? All right, AJE
0: Motorsports, Chance Blackburn. Nice meeting you, man. I've never had a chance to actually talk to you. Hey, nice to meet you
6: too, man. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm uh, on my own now, just running my own thing. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was on Aje for a few rounds.
0: I got you. Okay, cool. Well, so you, I'm sure you heard Garrett kind of talking about how you guys met. What was your first impression of Garrett?
6: Uh, I thought Garrett was super cool. I've told everyone, I was like, you know, <laughs> I've had people back home, they're like, after the whole McAdoo thing, they're like, oh, March Banks. And I was like, dude, if you knew Garrett, you'd, you'd love him. I mean, he's just real. There's so many of those guys that are just fake prima donnas, you know, and Garrett's about as real as it as real as can get. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, before we go any further, I want to mention that uh, Chance is brought in by Race Tech. He is the Race Tech privateer spotlight tonight. Um, yeah, so Garrett, you, you talked about you guys both being a little bit of hotheads. Chance, we're gonna start off, man, with the story of the week. Uh, Kara, what's your take on the uh, on the on the the fight, the the incident, <laughs> the incident with Max Sanford? <laughs> I mean, look, I had a rant like a week or two ago on on the McAdoo pass and the uh, Barsha pass on Jason Anderson. I don't like that kind of stuff. Like, I don't mind when you guys. Block pass and bump elbows, but man, when you're pointed the wrong freaking direction in a turn, I get a little hot headed. I d- I just don't I don't like it, Garrett. I'm not into it. I did not like Max's attempt at a that wasn't even an attempt at a pass. That was like I'm just going to yeah, torpedo you for yeah. no reason. We're not even even like in fighting for qualify to make it into the heat. But what was your <laughs> thoughts though, Garrett, on the on Chance's reaction?
4: You know, we were. <laughs> I was trying to tell the story without laughing but uh yeah no I was sitting in the rig watching LCQ I was obviously pulling for him to make his first main so I'm sitting there I'm like come on man you got this you got this and all, I, all of a sudden you just see this Honda come flying across the track clean him out and I'm like oh no next thing you know I was like oh what's he gonna do and I was like I already knew he was pissed I was like what's yeah. he gonna do and All I see is him grabbing him kind of grabbing him pretty good and I'm like oh boy is he gonna go full pike on him and he did he didn't let any Ray punches Ray. i was kind of i was kind of bummed i was like man at least like maybe like i don't know i was hoping for some mo- a little bit more but he he kept it pretty clean
6: <laughs> yeah I, I, I guess. what's thank that chance you. i said that's what i thought yeah thank
0: you yeah the, chance <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you man i don't know you so the only thing i didn't like was you stomping on his bike i did not like that i <laughs> yeah. understand how angry you were i yeah. totally uh, understand but I didn't like that move.
6: Yeah, that's the only part I watch back, and I'm kind of like, oh, damn it. I mean, he <laughs> went to take his bike up, and I was like, I was, I don't know. I was just trying to kind of own him the whole time, I guess. I was really pissed off.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm I'm old now, but when I was younger, I've been in some moments where I lose my temper at something, and it, and nothing I'm doing is rational. It just it's and you look back <laughs> and you go, God, I look like an idiot, you know, yeah. or whatever. So I you, get it. But did you and have you and Max talked? Were, was there any like apologies or are you still like, this is uh, not no. over yet?
6: No, dude. I mean, it's over for me. I feel like I kind of, I don't know. I let him know how I felt and that was good enough for me. People were <laughs> like, just, the pits. I was like, no, dude, I don't think, I don't think after uh, what happened, he wanted to see me in the pits. I didn't see him after that. So I, I was done with it. I was over it, but I was, uh, yeah, I was pretty fired up and I mean, I really don't think it was that bad, like I know you're not supposed to do anything to anybody else, but it definitely could have been a lot worse, so I thought it was all right, <laughs>
3: yeah, honestly,
0: as fast he as he came in on you like he could if he you know if the angles had been a little different, he could have really, really hurt you,
6: yeah, that's why I was pretty bummed i mean i I kind of was just starting to look up uh at the double and then just boom, I got lit up, i mean I like there was, like, uh, graded-out marks, like, in my front fender. (laughs) And I was like, dude, he got in deep, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, so from from my perspective watching it, it— it's. I would compare his move to that of like kind of like a sucker punch. Like you had no idea he was coming. And so my question was: Is Ooh, is the fact that yeah?
0: I was going to say the Will Smith thing, but Chris uh, uh, Yeah. Chris Rock, but Chris Rock what was a, coming.
3: What a weekend, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, so so does the fact that it was kind of such an unexpected. I'm air quoting is sucker it? punch. Oh. Um, does that kind of make you go over the edge more and want to you know? retaliate in that way, like maybe more than you normally would have in a confrontation as far as like, you know, t- a turn would go.
6: Right. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, dude, you can block past me or hit me whenever. And I, I mean, I get it. It's racing, but that was just flat out dirty. So I was pretty, uh, yeah, I was pretty mad and he could have hurt me, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Luckily I made it granted, I
0: guess. Yeah. I, need uh, to, I don't know him, but I need to, I'd love to know like his thought process. Like what, was he gonna do?
6: I don't know, dude. I mean, i was I was in sixth, and I was uh, I was pumped because I was, you know, like I could see fifth and fourth right there. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, like into it. People are like, oh, why'd you get so mad? I'm like, dude, when when you're in race mode. I mean, I know when I'm like in race mode, and you know, you're competitive and stuff. Like, it's just one mode for me. So
3: yeah,
0: I'm, yeah, I don't know. I also need to mention. Uh, for you two, you guys don't know, but the Wageman Brothers Jerky Company, R jerky, is a sponsor of our show, and this is the first week officially of the R jerky beef of the week segment. So this is the beef of the week is Chance and uh, Max Sanford. So this is our first one, thanks to the boys R.J. and uh, Robbie over at our jerky. But uh, Garrett, man, have you ever tried their jerky, dude? You probably don't eat that shit because you're like a you're a beast
4: oh <laughs> well, no i haven't had it but i'll have to give it a try or something yeah i need to get the wageman
0: brothers hook you boys up that's the best jerky on the planet but uh garrett man before we let you go uh i, I do want to talk about day in the dirt man that thing looked like an awesome event everybody i've talked to had a blast how was that for you
4: dude it was a lot of fun honestly just going out enjoying my bike and uh just riding some different stuff you know around the asphalt on the roads and uh just some tree sections and uh the moto track it, it was it was different and uh it was definitely fun uh haven't done that stuff since i was an amateur rider so um yeah no it was a lot of fun just the vibe being around all those guys and the yeah. team races it was it was a lot of fun did you happen to go
0: through the uh the barn and randy richardson make you do a burnout i don't i don't know. he did that for a lot of guys i don't know if he did it for everybody
4: yeah, he tried to do it to me, but I only brought one one tire with me, which was on the bike. So I was like, I'm not doing these. He's like, You gotta burn out. I was like, No, it's my only tire. I don't want to ruin it.
0: <laughs> ah, he would have hooked you up, man. He's with Michelin. He just got you a free a Star Cross five. You'd have been good to go.
4: <laughs> no, I, I run probably, man. I know. I know.
3: Well, that that was kind of my question, was what I asked Zach this, Zach Osborne this last week. I was like, What was your favorite Randy Richardson moment? And I, maybe that was it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Randy's the, a nut if you don't know him. I, I
3: was gonna say, what was, uh, from the day in the dirt? What was your favorite Randy Richardson moment? But it kind of sounds like that was it.
4: Oh yeah, that one. And uh, us lining up on the gate for our first moto on Saturday. Um, he was sitting there. We're lined up next to each other, and he's like, "Can you imagine if you hole shot me, or or if I hole shot you?" I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. That'd be that'd be <laughs> pretty tough." And we're sitting there. I'm all stretching out. And I freaking missed my gear and couldn't get my bike in gear. And he freaking hole shot me. I was like, oh, my God. That's I can't so great. He that. Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: the best, man. He he was on Pulp last night, uh, and he, he's pretty funny. He was in studio the whole night. And you guys, I'm sure, have no idea. But Mathis and I had this deal a couple of weeks ago in Minneapolis where they cut my ponytail off for – I traded my ponytail for a 2022 YZ250. So, oh,
6: I heard about that. That's yeah, sick.
0: so we did that live on stage, and then Chris Kiefer had this case. It's a coffin case built with lights, and he kept my ponytail in it. It's fucking weird, I know, but it was in <laughs> Pulp Studio. So Randy took it last night on the town in Vegas. Like, took it down on the strip, took it to a concert, put it on the like. There's all these weird things on Randy's uh, Instagram stories with my ponytail like literally all over vegas it's so fucking weird <laughs> but it's hard not to laugh because randy's just a nut job i don't know he's, he's awesome
1: <laughs> anyway
0: garrett i guess we're gonna let you go we're gonna talk to chance a little bit get to know him um we probably could spent some more time with you but i really appreciate you coming on uh look forward to seeing you back and what's well, so we got this weekend coming up's off and then the shootout right or the showdown
4: yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a shootout. Is it St. Louis or Atlanta? Now? Atlanta,
0: yeah, Atlanta shootout's coming up, man. Heck yeah, it's gonna be good. We're, we're gonna see you out there, uh, the man-child Moto out there. You know, maybe take it, put Jen on the ground, put Christian on the ground, and just oh, uh, come take, on.
4: I'm, I'm not like that. Take the win, the so <laughs> I, I can't be doing no chance Blackbird stuff. So. Right,
0: right. Fair <laughs> enough, Garrett. Man, hey, I appreciate you coming on. This has been fun, dude.
4: No, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All
4: right. Sounds good. All
0: right. See ya. All right. Thanks to Garrett for coming on. Garrett Marchbanks. He's also brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. All right, Chance. So I want to get to know you a little bit, man. The only thing I really know about you, and this is not fair, is what happened this weekend. I didn't know a lot about your background, man. Um, Give us a little bit of your background. You grew up in Washington, I believe. What's your history with Moto? How'd you get into it?
6: um yeah i grew up in washington uh over by olympia a town called rochester and uh my older cousin raced and um he he raced like the c class or whatever it was all just local stuff and yeah it just started out as a family thing my dad got me a bike and he had a bike too so we just started you know going to the races on the weekends and it just kind of kind of grew and then we started just doing one national a year for a few years and then you know we just started clicking more off and stuff but um yeah, I went to, went to public school all the way through. I played football since fourth grade all through senior year and I wrestled since I was five all through senior year too. Um, but yeah, my, my dad wanted me to stay in sports and stuff because I would beg him, uh, to be homeschooled because I was just watching all my buddies take off, you know? Yeah. But he was of all the time after high school. So I'm glad I finished it. It was school, school sports were fun.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask, you know, I mean, that I think you learn a lot playing team sports in high school. I think it build There is a lot of character building characteristics that come from playing team sports that can be really important for somebody. So, I yeah, I am glad you got that experience. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
3: Cool, man. All uh, right, so kind of you know going into a little bit of the racing. So when the LCQ, is, I, it's kind of like a gladiator kind of thing. Like it's a it last man into that. That's for it, sure. It's a last man standing. You know pressure-filled thing so i kind of wanted you to just go like how tough it actually is to perform like what you know you're capable of doing under that kind of pressure in that spotlight and kind of how do you prepare to work under that kind of um that you know that pressure
6: yeah i don't when when i get on the gate for the lcq i just know you know obviously that's the last chance you gotta go i mean i just try to get as amped up as possible and you know it's gonna be chaotic out there, so you gotta just kinda of hang in it, shoot your windows that you see and your gaps and stuff and try to, you know, get through people quick if you don't get a good start. But yeah, it's it's chaos out there. So you gotta just <laughs> try to stay in it. Stay in race mode.
0: Yeah. Um, are you doing the whole West Coast series? Have you made all the races?
6: Uh, yeah, I'm doing the whole West Coast, but um Seattle was maybe gonna be my last one just because I'm, I'm funding it all on my own, so I was getting pretty low on money. So I actually came home, like, a week after A3 and was just kind of riding around home and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I was going to start hitting, like, PRO. Uh, the PRO series is up here. It pays out really good. Okay. And, yeah, just start hitting some money races and kind of save up for next year so I can go blow it all again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you – I assume then do you have, like, a, a, a day job or anything that you do during the week to earn some money? Um,
6: I train kids back home actually quite a bit. Oh yeah. Blackbird um,
0: in Mexico, right?
6: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, I have a, a, a really good sponsor that helps me out. My, uh, my dad had helped start a pipeline inspection company, um, a, like a year before he passed away and they really took off. So, uh, they've, they've just been helping me out after everything. It's been really cool enough to keep me going. Right
0: on, man. Good for you. Scott, yeah. do you have another one?
3: Uh, Yes. So we had a uh, a listener that wanted to know, like wanted you to compare your football and wrestling difficulty wise to, uh, to supercross and motocross.
6: Oh yeah. Um, You know, wrestling was definitely tougher than football. Um, I, I, that was like, that was uh, arguably like my favorite sport, but wrestling, I mean, super cross there's nothing harder i mean it's definitely i think it's the hardest sport you know in the world but um it just takes so much focus and stuff i mean you're not it's not like you go out make a mistake and get pinned you make a mistake you might you know break something (laughs) yeah
4: yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's day it's dangerous very cardio demanding uh very mentally demanding physically demanding, like everything that you could think, like there's nothing easy about racing dirt bikes, really, especially at your level, right, at the highest level. Like you can go out and have fun just like we do, Scotty, yeah. or me. Like I'm, I'm way slower than you, Scotty, but like it's still dangerous. It's still a high heart rate. It's still physically demanding. You know, I played football as a kid. You know, I played basketball, all that stuff, and, and there's, there's, there's very difficult things in each of those sports. You know, football is draining. When you go into two-a-days, it's exhausting, right. but it's not – for 30 minutes, solid, or, you know, it's just it's, – it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a very – motocross, supercross is highly elevated physically, mentally, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's very underrated by people that don't understand it. Uh, Chance, I wanted to ask you about uh, another situation that I heard about today. I, I, I'm kind of blindsiding you with this, but this, yeah. is, this is also the uh, – we're, we're sticking <laughs> with the R-Jerky Beef of the Week okay. and your aggression – Tell me about two thousand eighteen at Glen Helen with Mike Craig
1: <laughs>
6: yeah uh that wasn't that wasn't really my fault i'd I'd probably say uh well neither buddy, was neither was good uh, answer neither was
0: Seattle.
6: <laughs> I know right I just react i guess uh so I was out at Glen Helen getting ready for nationals, and uh well, yeah, we were getting ready for Glen Helen, and uh my buddy Jake Hogan, he used to race supercross, but he stopped like two years ago um I, I something happened with him and Mike down on the track, and jake like they were like rest like I think Jake took him out or Mike took him out or something. They both went down, and Jake said he went to get back on his bike, and Mike like ripped him off or something. what Jake came back and was all pissed off and telling me all about it, and he was like. I'm going to go find him. And he didn't know who it was. He just, you know, knew it was some guy on a Honda or whatever it was. And I was, I laughed because I didn't think anything, you know, would happen. I didn't think, you know, I don't know. I said, "Ah, all right, have fun. (laughs) And then he goes riding around. And like a couple minutes later, I, I stand up because we were up by the REM track. I stand up and I see Jake's head just on a swivel, you know, looking around the pits. And I just laughed and sat back down. Well, Kyle Lewis was Jake's trainer and he goes, all of a sudden, he was like, Chance, Jake's fighting. You better get down there. And Jake let me live at, his ha- live at his house for free for, like, the past three years that I would come down. You know, he was, like, my freaking brother. And I was like, God, dude. And so I, like, hopped on my bike and rode it down there. And when I, when I had looked and saw them, they were just, you know, throwing blows. And oh, when I got down there, I saw, like, five people, like, kind of all standing in a circle. And I, I saw Jake underneath of him, like kind of on his hands and knees, and Craig was on top of him, and Jake's yelling, Get off me. And I just ghost rode my bike into the pit and just like ran over and kneed him in the ribs and then <laughs> choked him out. And I, that was about it. But uh, yeah,
0: I saw the video actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, your, the, Chris Gordon, your buddy Chris Gordon, said it to me.
6: Oh, yeah. That's when everyone's like, Oh, he was screaming like he was all jacked like i was laughing because i made eye contact with chris and his eyes were as big as saucers
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy chance crazy man yeah i mean i i don't know man you're some people just get in fights they just they find them. he sees the
3: red man go yeah. for it uh. so, well i did want to ask um so what was was there any repercussions at ama what did ama say yeah, to you what, that, yeah i yeah, did i'm um, did they I mean uh, you was in yeah. the LCQ, so you're it's not like they could knock you out of the race or anything, so
0: hopefully they didn't find you. Jeez. They they DQ'd
6: me, but um yeah, so, the email was just a, it was just a DQ, so I got I got lucky.
3: Yeah,
0: you got DQ, then he got something he got uh he's on he got a w- what's that?
6: He got a warning. I'm pretty sure is what
0: it said. Uh, I think he's on uh, probation too, or something. What, for, you know, for what that's worth. I, I saw something. I mean, he came today. in low, bro. <laughs> I, did, I, I said earlier I didn't see anything, but I forgot. Yeah, I did see something on Instagram. I don't remember who I saw it posted from though. Maybe Kellen Brower. I can't remember. Um, yeah, man. So, what's your plans for the rest of the season? Then, are you gonna do? you gonna try to? You said you Seattle might be your last one, but are you gonna try to do any others? Do you have? Or because you kind of said you were financially, it was kind of tough. Yeah. What's
6: the next one like? colorado
0: right uh yeah for west coast obviously the showdown in atlanta that's obviously not gonna happen that's way too far uh yeah, yeah. i think so i don't have the schedule right in front of me but um is denver west scotty i would yeah I think it is so, yeah so yeah denver's gonna be coming up pretty soon yeah
6: i'm thinking about that it's, you know it's not too far so
0: right that's a weird program too because that's an early race qualifying is on f- friday yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, that's the night of the Mathis, the Pulp and Max uh, Yamaha LCQ race. That's like old. That's like a
3: throwback, old school outdoor days. A little bit, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. and how about nationals? You got any plans for? Are you just gonna do some West Coast ones or what? Um. Yeah, I'll be on
6: the usually like during the summer. I just ride my 450, but uh, and I I was trying to sell my Yamaha 450 the whole time I was gone, but no one bought it. So I'm just gonna <laughs> race thing. I'm just gonna race that this summer, I think. And uh, this dude
0: is a true privateer right here. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, and so I went from the KTM to the Gas Gas to the Yamaha. So I'll probably do Thunder Valley and then definitely washugal
0: Okay. Yeah, I saw some. Um, I saw on your Instagram you were on a Yamaha 450, and then you jump back on the Gas Gas.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. I funny. really like that Yamaha 450, but the KTM on Supercross is it's pretty nice. I really like that bike.
0: Hey, talk about before we let you go. Jesse uh, Williams Motor Works is one of our sponsors. How, how's uh, how's his motor work, man? How's it? Does it pull like a never ending?
6: How's oh what? yeah, yeah, dude. I'm super happy with Jesse. He's killing it, and yeah, it's really because cool he's like he's like the only motor builder that'll actually you know be willing to help out privateers because some companies will just freaking charge you out the ass because they can, you know. But he's been he's been awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I found him.
0: Yeah, he's a good dude. He uh, he offered to do some stuff on my YZ250, and I'm like, I, I think I'm going to let him, but that bike, I mean, I'm slow, Chance. Like I said, I'm 46, or I don't even know how old I am anymore. I think I'm 46, stop. about to be 47. Yeah. I kind of tried to stop counting. I'm pretty slow, <laughs> so like I'm not going to be able to ride that bike to its full potential, but still, I mean, if he's going to... So,
3: what he can do is, and I had a, a buddy that's slow, slow slower, no, they, they makes it a lot like a, a usable power. Yeah, yeah. They kind of... Can he make it like
0: my 450 yeah, where they I can. don't have to have any he, talent to ride I, it? I had
3: a buddy that had a 250 and it rode like yeah. a, a 450.
0: It lugged. It, it was a nice. Chance, with 250, two-stroke, you got to have some talent, right? I mean, you have to be good in the corners. On a use, 450, the, you gotta use can can the clutch and
3: shoot. You got to learn how to use the clutch. Yeah. I can't, oh,
0: yeah. I can't do any of that. I mean, Just, I've been riding a 450 since I was 6. You can't do this? I don't even use my clutch hardly ever unless practice doing this however you need to practice i don't know chance (laughs) it's gonna be ugly dude when i get on this 252 stroke i'm sure it's gonna be really like they want me to do some videos like with Kiefer, you know do some videos for his uh when i first ride it i'm like i'm gonna have to speed it up like half speed
3: yeah i would say like is they're gonna cut you off on time allowment on
0: yeah (laughs) it's gonna be bad dude anyway chance man it's really been cool getting to know you a little bit, man. I need to. I wish I had talked to you at some of the rounds we were at, and I just yeah, never had a chance to really meet you. Next time we're at a race together, I'll come find you.
6: Yeah, man, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Stay in touch, and uh, we'll do this again sometime. We'll do this once national start. All right, sounds good, man. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. All right, you too. That's Chance Blackburn, everybody. Check him out on Instagram. I did not write his Instagram handle down, but it's something like Chancey B or... Sounds like a he, rapper. I
3: tried. It's you have to follow him because it, it was. I tried to get on it earlier. It's private. Oh uh, well, I followed him. Well, you can follow him, but it's you can't just go search it and look. You got to follow him to get to see his stuff. Because I was trying to get a picture for this. Oh, show. I see what you're yeah.
0: saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Chance Blackburn. That was really cool. Let's take a, a commercial break. Uh, again, though, I want to thank Torque One Racing for bringing on Garrett Marchbanks so, as well as X Brand Goggles and Race Tech Privateer Check In was Chance Blackburn. And special thanks to Art Jerky for the Art Jerky Beef of the Week. We'll be right back with Matty B. Matt Shillian. machines so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their chain lube, two-stroke premix, polyclean, and many other products. Use promo code Moto X to support the Moto X Pod show.
3: Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's ShockSocks. The number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the burrmotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today.
0: If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff emig all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you too can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one of a kind professional paint job on your lid contact kirk hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on instagram at, at @extreme_colors. colors that's x-t-r-e-m-e-k-o-l-o-r-s extreme colors be the envy of all your friends and contact extreme colors today let them know that the moto x pod show sent you as always All right, boys, we are back from our second commercial break. I'm really excited about this next guest. It's been a long time since I've had a chance to talk to him, and that's on me for not reaching out. But he is brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public, The products like the industry standard pro launch start device, the elite clutch perch, radiator braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more. It's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. And tonight, Works Connection brings us Matt Bichelia. Matty B, dude, what is going on, man?
7: Oh, not much, man. Just enjoying my evening. Uh, you know, talking to you guys. Happy to be on here. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I I really feel bad that it's been so long since I've reached out to you. I don't. I think it's probably been like 18 or 19 the last time I really talked to you.
7: Yeah, no, I seen it's been a while, man. But uh, <laughs> it's good to catch up and uh, better late than never, you know.
0: Yeah, man. It's just I don't know. You get, you get busy with everything going on and just. I, I guess I, I don't know, It's on me. I, I totally apologize, but you've been really busy, right? Training since you since your last race was 2018, right? Uh
7: 2019 I actually did the first couple super crosses. Okay. And then shortly after that, yeah, I, I got my <sighs> gig here at South of the Border. And yeah, we've been wide open ever since, man. Like you said, life gets busy and uh yeah, it's been the same here for me, man. So that was with Hanny, right? The Hanny's team? Yeah, so yeah. That was in that was in twenty eighteen. Oh, okay that was the last time I tried to race full-time supercross. And then um, I was racing for cycle trader Yamaha in 2019. And then I hung up the boots and decided to uh, get on the other side of the fence and coach.
0: Was that tough, man? I mean, I know you had a lot of injuries and like, I, I can only, you raced pro, I think five years, maybe six years, five and a half years. If you, I guess 19. Yeah. Um, was that a tough decision or at that point, was it like, man, it's just, it's time.
7: So coming into that season, like I definitely thought I was going to have more in me, but like my injuries were kind of low key bothering me, like kind of worse than I let on.
2: And yeah, it was
7: just time, man. It was just, it was really tough. I'd had, you know, like a year and a half of bad injuries, um, to the same leg, like with hardware and everything. And yeah, it was just tough. It was time for me. I just wasn't in it mentally, like a hundred percent. And supercross is dangerous, man. It's really, really gnarly racing at that level. And, um, I, I just, you know, it was the right choice for me at the right time. I didn't feel like I was willing to, like, go get hurt and, like, break that leg specifically anymore. <laughs> yeah, no just, kidding. Uh, you know, it was just that time, man, and I I had to be fair to myself. And if I wasn't going to be mentally 100% into it, like, it was too dangerous for me, you know, realistically to want to keep doing it, you know?
0: Yeah, I can understand that, man. It, I, I know, like, you had a lot of good opportunities, obviously Geico, JGR, Cycle Trader. And tons of talent, right? And it just seems like there was always an injury, and, and that just happens sometimes. And I, I, I know, you know, when you're coming off five national titles at Loretta's, like that's not where you think your career is going to go. But now, working at South of the Border, doing something that you seem to be love doing and seem to be really good at, are you pretty happy with? Like, your life has still been dirt bikes and racing and, you know, pretty successful, really.
7: Yeah, no, it's obviously been really cool. Um I was lucky enough like to kind of get into this opportunity right after I quit racing and I obviously love uh dirt bikes and like dirt bike racing. You know, it's what I've done my whole life and, you know, it's been really cool to not have to live through the stresses of racing at that level anymore sure. but being able to be in it every day. And still get to go to the amateur races like Loretta Lynn's and Minio's and a couple of the others. We got to go to Daytona a couple of weeks back. And, um, yeah, it's fun. I still get um, my fair share of, of motocross for sure. But um, being on the other side of the fence is like something that I enjoy. And, you know, I'm lucky to be able to do it Monday through Friday, you know, as a job. It's it's uh, something I'm lucky to do, you know. Not everybody's, you know, that lucky to be able to do that and be comfortable. And, you know, it's yeah. it's fun for me.
0: Do you ever get up, throw your leg over? Do you line up at any you know local races, or is it pretty much just training and and no, no behind the gate stuff? No, no i I don't ride very much anymore.
7: Every okay. once in a while, like once or twice a year, maybe once a year, I'll bust it out on the corner track and and ride around with the boys but yeah not too much i'm pretty busy like yeah you know my main priority is the kids so if i was to go out and ride like you know i I wouldn't have the energy for it quite honestly you know it's it's a a full-time deal what we're doing right now and we've had a good clientele and we've had you know quite a few people here so yeah um, it definitely keeps us busy
0: so you're not going to follow in your dad don's uh footsteps huh? And just crush the vets all over the country yeah, no,
7: not as of right now. But, you yeah. know, who knows? Who knows down the road? He is a um, bad no. dude. Yeah, no, he's
0: he still rides quite a bit. Yeah,
7: he's, he's still good, man. At, you know, all all things considered, he's he still rips for sure.
0: He does, man. I mean, I don't know. I was never as fast as he was. So it's you see him come yeah. out to a local track, my buddy Michael Gage or whatever, and God, I don't know how old your dad is now, but he, yeah, like you said, he rips. Yeah. It's I've, it's impressive. I've seen
3: it personally yeah. a few times. It it always I'm like you see him and you're like. <laughs> He, he doesn't look like he, he should be he doesn't look like He doesn't even look like he's going that fast. And then you get behind him, and you're like, what, where did he yeah. go? <laughs> like, yeah.
7: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. It's, funny. it's deceiving, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, so no, my question fun.
3: was kind of, you know, I, I grew up in this area, and I you were a couple years younger than me. I, I was always like, I'd be like in the – 12 to 13 and you'd be the 9 to 11 and you'd always catch me by like the second or third lap. So, <laughs> but you know, I remember you always were winning. Your dad was always winning. Even your mom was winning the women's stuff. And I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. No, his mom, his mom was fast,
0: dude. Wow. Yeah. She used to race back in the day. Yeah. Um, it sounds familiar. Not you say it, but I, yeah. I had definitely forgotten it. So,
3: I... it, you know, you kind of have a, you had a unique experience where you got to grow up with that family dynamic all racing. And I just kind of wanted you to talk a little bit, bit about that. And I know that you are about to start your own family. I saw your Instagram yeah, where I was going to say congratulations. Yeah, on congratulations. That. So now that you're starting your own family, kind of talk about, you know, that dynamic growing up and then kind of some of the things you're looking forward to doing now that you're starting your own family.
7: Yeah, no. So definitely like, um, my mom and dad were obviously like crazy about racing like their whole lives and that's how they met. And, uh, you know, so I was born into it, man. I, I definitely grew up with a mom and dad that kind of ripped on, on track and, um so was kind of natural to me and when they noticed that i had a talent it was uh you know something that they pursued with me and you know it it's it's pretty crazy though racing and getting to that level racing supercross it takes you know like psychotic commitment man it's it's crazy so um we definitely wouldn't have gotten that far i don't think if my mom and dad weren't fully into it as they were you know but um you know, it it was, it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, having a kid now, like I said, my, my wife's seven months pregnant now. So she's, uh, she's due in the next couple of months. And, you know, honestly, if if my kid wants to ride, it's not something that I can deny him. Um, but you know, I just want to do, I want him to do what makes him happy. You know, if he has other interests, whether that even be golf or whatever it might be like, I want to be able to have him pursue whatever he wants to do. You know, I'm not like a one track. He has to race dirt bikes yeah. by any means. You know what I mean? Cause you know, if if you're going to take racing dirt bikes seriously, you go through some pretty crazy stuff and you see some stuff that's, you know, it's, it's hard unless you're going to commit full time and, and decide you're really going to want to do it. But, um, you know, it just depends. It's, you know, he's obviously not even here yet. So he's got years <laughs> to decide what he wants to do, but Dude, I just want to do something. I want to, yeah, I know. I know it's happening quick already, but, um, I just want to do something too that we can enjoy together as father and son, you know?
0: Um, yeah, that's cool.
7: Whatever, I'll, whatever that be. Cause I do have other interests other than dirt bikes. It's, uh, you know, so whatever it might be.
0: I was really glad my son, like he rode dirt bikes, I would say for a few months, right? I think we went to badlands to a night race yeah. and like there was three people. So he got a trophy and he was pretty stoked, but he was, he was yeah. not into it. It wasn't his thing. And I was so glad Cause I can remember taking him to the practice track and I want to ride. I'm so paranoid about him, especially knowing that he really didn't ride much and was inexperienced. I was like, God, man, I can't have fun. I can't really afford for both of us to go racing. And I was yeah, so glad that he was like, yeah, dad, I'm not really into it. So I was like, thank God. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah.
7: Um, no, I, I can only imagine the anxiety, like watching your kid, you know, like what I put my parents through. You yeah. Know, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about for sure.
0: Absolutely. Talk about the coaching job though. You know, you talked about going to all these big races and being a coach, like the, the excitement, the fulfillment when one of your riders does well and the disappointment when they don't do well, like you're living through them a little bit, I would assume, but kind of compare that to racing for yourself as a pro. Like, does it compare at all?
7: Yeah. In certain ways, like, you know, it definitely gets your blood flowing. Like some of my kids, I've even gone up to the line with them in the past, you know, um, I went up, I, you know, I took kids to the line that won Loretta's titles last year. And that was like, you know, it's, you, you feel all the emotions as a coach too, you know, just grinding through it with them every day and just seeing exactly what it takes at that level. And, uh, you know, it's definitely fulfilling. Um, but like I said, being on the other side of it, um, you know, obviously I can, I can teach them right from wrong from my mistakes too, you know, cause it's not like I did everything perfect. Obviously, like, especially my last couple of years amateur, I put myself in a good position, um, to like get a ride and, and just be successful when I needed to be. But there was a lot of, you know, peaks and valleys before that. And, um, yep. you know, like not a lot of people like see that or know what people have to go through, um, to get to that point where you're successful. And, just like helping the kids like get through that point to that next level is something that's really fulfilling. Like we have a couple kids right now, especially that are going to be hopefully at that level within the next year or two. And, uh, it's, it's definitely really cool, man. It's, it's rewarding to see, you know, knowing that I can have a have a part in that and, uh, help them get where they want to be. Good for you, man. I like it.
3: Yeah. So it's kind of one of my questions about being a coach, you know, so that being mentally strong is, is mentally, mentally, mentally strong. Mentally, You Mendeley. heard that
0: too, right, Maddie?
3: Oh my God. Go okay. okay. Anyway, so being <laughs> mentally strong, which is what I'm having to do right now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> being mentally strong in this sport is such a factor now, even more than it's probably ever been. How do you, yeah, you know, crazy. and, and every single person's different, you know, everybody's psychological makeup is, is a completely different from one person to the next. So how do you kind of approach strengthen your riders mentally and maybe some of the challenges that you faced having to do so
7: uh you know it's tough because you obviously have to go um about each kid every uh in different ways um you know you have to work with them differently depending on how they handle things like some kids you have to put a little bit of pressure on them to understand what the objective is some kids you have to talk to them like like a like an adult and you just have to explain to them so it just it varies, um, you know how you have to get that out of them, but um, you know, like I said too, like I can I can teach them from my wrongs as well and what I've seen not work in the past. So that's something too that that's obviously very helpful for them.
0: Right. Yeah, something that just came to mind that I want to ask you. And this is my last question for you. I've I've talked about this in the past with other guys, like when we were talking about Eli Tomac, and when as media we're all like, "What's wrong with him?" You know. And the the idea of being human sometimes is lost on us as media and as fans of professional athletes or even actors, anybody in the spotlight. And growing up, right, you're you're this elite amateur kid, five national titles, Horizon Award winner, so much pressure, so much expectation as a kid. You get a pro ride, so much is expected of you. You're still becoming an adult, so much going on in life. And then as an adult, like I I talked about like with Eli, like we don't know what's going on in his life when he has a bad race. Like for me personally, if let's say I'm fighting with my, my wife when I was married or my fiance now or whatever, like Mm -hmm. that ruins my whole day. I can't go to work and concentrate. I can't do a show and concentrate. All I'm thinking is bad as that. Talk about like having to be an elite athlete and uh, perform for the fans and the sponsors and the teams, but like, I'm a human. I might be sick. i my kid might be sick. My, my dad might be sick. My mom might, you, whatever, you know, like talk about like how, how you deal with that. And also like the, the reality of it, like have, has it ever been a factor at a race where like something in real life is fucking with your head?
7: Yeah, no, definitely man. And that, and that's tough because you walk a mile in somebody else's shoes and you don't know what they have to deal with. But like, I can promise you that every rider on that gate has their demons and their things that keep them up at night. Yeah. It's, uh, um, but you know, sometimes you really just have to dig deep to get past that stuff, man. It's, uh, it comes down to like, like you said, that, that mental, that mental edge. Um, you know,
0: it's, that's a tough one. So, you well, know. I guess that's, that's part of what builds a champion. Probably somebody that can yeah. deal with that. Like me personally, I don't deal with that stuff well, I would never be able yeah. to be a champion i mean I clearly i don't want I don't want to perform the diet properly and I can't perform mentally when stuff's yeah, going it's, on It's a so, lifestyle man. yeah, like you
7: have to commit in every aspect to get to that level, you know your sleep pattern your you know how much you eat what you eat right and like yeah that that all it all can take a toll on you doing that for for years you know you see guys only last certain years on certain programs yep. like that that commitment like no matter like how hard it is day to day, like that grind does wear you out. And like I said, you know, you never know what's going on. Like in, in other people's lives, like, you know, injuries, people have to deal with. Like yeah, I, I've, yep. I've had, I've had injuries and illnesses throughout my career that people like, still do like hardly even know about to this day. And it drives like,
0: me crazy, man. Or Be like, honest,
7: or writers, like certain, tell us or like, or like certain certain years man like injuries I was riding through like in 2017 the last year I did nationals like after I broke my leg bad the first time like how gnarly it was for me to be out there racing like people still don't know to this day like I wouldn't have been able to do another round after Ironman like I was not able to ride throughout the week like but I was still like top 10 like you know whole shotting almost every weekend and like that was still like one that stuck out to me like it was tough like you know, you have family things going on and whatever it might yeah. be, but you still have to show up and perform and whatever is going on in your, your personal life. Like you have to put that aside. And, you know, I think that's a big part of whoever can do that best is like, you know, able to perform week in and week out.
0: Yeah. That's tough, Scotty. Cause you know, as well as I do, right? Like you've been in real, you're in a relationship now, right? So yeah. like, if you go, let's say Scotty, you're planning on going playing golf this Saturday and Friday night, you get in a fight with your chick and then you're like, well, I'm going to play golf. She's gonna be like, really? You're gonna leave and go play golf? We're, we're fighting. You're, you're gonna just leave me and not deal with this? And then these yeah. guys might have a, a fight Saturday morning on the way yeah. to the track to go race supercross. And their chicks are like, Really? Really? Right. You're gonna go out there and race for all these fans? Really? <laughs> you care more about them than you do me? Yeah, like, you I, can see that, right? Yeah, I know, mean, it's tough, not, man. I'm not saying that just chicks are crazy like that or whatever, but like, you can see, like, those things happen. And these guys have to be like, like he just said, block that out and that's yeah. hard it's so. very hard I, yeah I right, you had one more Scotty. Yeah, yeah, ahead. so
3: so now that you've kind of seen the sport from multiple perspectives and i know rider a coach um, many others mm-hmm. um what do you kind of see with the sport is growing that you like that is good and maybe something that you would like to see improve or change
7: man it's tough obviously the sport changes even since i've been out of it that's something like from the outside even as a rider like I've always seen how much the sport changes year after year. And, like, um, you know, it's crazy. The the pace that these guys are riding at the top level in Supercross is just wild right now. Like, the bikes are putting out a lot of power. The tracks are getting beat. You see guys, like, destroying themselves in the whoops in main events every weekend. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. you hear the argument of, like, big whoops, small whoops, you know. like. But I don't know. I think... I think for the most part, like the promoters and the the track workers, like they do a good job and it looks like this year they've been doing a good job, like of prepping the tracks when needed. Um, you know, I think the whoops break down really heavily. Like I'm all for like having huge whoops, like, like build them bigger than they are now by all means. But like, I think it would be beneficial if maybe they built them out of material that like held up a little bit more. I know like I had some feedback from some riders at Daytona, like, daytona they use clay because obviously their normal dirt would not hold up right and they were big whoops but like they held up all night and you've seen guys skimming them all night and um you know maybe i don't know there's maybe a couple things here and there but like it's a big job and like i think they're doing pretty good right now it's obviously you know injuries are going to happen and that's down to the riders too like you know you have to send it to win main events and you know to ride to that level it's you know
0: yeah, there's it's, no, it's, there's no, it's crazy. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, there's no holding back. Like they've kind of talked, Mathis has talked a little bit about, like, well, will Eli back it down and play it safe if it's the wind's not there? And yeah, you can do that yeah. to some extent, right? But if you step off that razor's edge just a little bit, that's when things go bad a I lot of times. I think that's what happened yeah. to Stewart
3: so many times. Yeah. Just he would get a 20 second gap, he kind of space out a little bit, yeah. and boom, he's cargoing <laughs> yeah. across the one stadium, thing, You know,
7: One thing I will say is I think. I think tough blocks are obsolete for supercross in 2022. I think like some way, somehow we need to come up with a new idea for like the tough blocks. Cause I know obviously there's, there's promotion for sponsors and everything. And that's like, you have to respect track boundaries, but tough blocks straight up are dangerous. You've seen it like all season, this season, like people just
0: landing on them. Yeah. Dude
7: yard sailing. And I know as, as a rider, like you barely clip a tough block and, and like, you're in for a ride. It's, it's not a good deal. And it's up to us like to stay within track boundaries, but it all ties together how gnarly the tracks are getting. They are taking care of them in my opinion, better than they used to now that they're getting gnarlier, but like tough blocks. I think just like, we need to like, I think they need to come, come around that whole deal and, and come up with something new. And that's not an easy task. Maybe they could be in the works for that, but just like they came out with the nets, like, you know, keep innovating safety standards in that way. Like right after they came out with the first nets, like one of them saved my ass, like in Atlanta one year, like I broke one of the first nets. Like I hit it so hard.
0: Oh, wow! I don't <laughs> if remember it was, that. That's okay. Yeah.
7: Like last qualifying <laughs> practice at Atlanta in 2018, I like came up short on this rhythm yep. and like, got, got whiskey and went over the berm. Like I would have, I would have been messed up. Like if not for the net and the net caught me and I just like fell to my back.
0: Yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah.
7: I was like and the, you know, the next practice was delayed like 20 minutes. It was a triple count. And I was like right on the edge of qualifying. I was like 16th or 17th. So I stayed out to watch to make sure nobody bumped me. And they were sitting there, and people were pissed for like twenty minutes they're fixing the net. And I was like, <laughs> right. "Oh, sorry, guys." But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like I would love to see a solution to tough blocks because, like, yeah, it's you know they cause they cause injuries from time to time, and it's just it's something that can be avoidable. But yeah, right. you know,
0: I think Scott's got a listener right. question.
3: We, yeah, we had one quick one. Uh, what what's yeah. your what's the toughest drill that you make your riders do?
7: Uh, honestly, the toughest one physically is probably stand-up drills because it burns the back so bad. We'll do, uh, we'll do full motos like that from time to time. Um, we send them through a lot, but the toughest one specifically, yeah, it's probably, uh, stand-up drills because they're not easy to do when you get ruts, um, in tight corners and, um, you obviously have to carry your roll speed and it burns the back, like I said. So that's probably the toughest one.
3: Yeah, I try to do a stand up lap at the end of like my like my last moto that I am riding the day. I try to do stand up lap. I don't usually make it the whole lap, but You're, I, <laughs> I sit down. For I, that. I try.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Maddie, B, it's man, tough. I I really. I am sorry again. That's been so long. It's been great talking to you. Hey, I feel like no we, worries, I feel man, like no we worries. could yeah. talk about a lot more stuff. Um, so we definitely need maybe for outdoors. We'll get you back on talk a little bit.
7: Give me back on, man. I'd love to do it.
0: Absolutely. Well, once again, congrats to you and Jenna on the baby coming. That's awesome, man. Really happy for the place you are in life. Miss seeing you at the races, but it's good to talk to you.
7: Yeah, yeah, likewise, man. So, yeah, hit me up anytime. I'd love to come back on. It was good talking to you guys for sure.
0: All right, buddy. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Yep. See you. Matt Michelle. Yeah, that was cool, man. Yeah, I wish it hadn't taken so long. Uh, Commercial break. We'll be back with Derek Kelly. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy, voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs. Higher rev limits and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power
2: package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams MotoWorks at 414 467 6199 Or follow them on Instagram at WilliamsMotoWorks. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams MotoWorks. That's Williams moto
0: and then W-E-R-X, at gmail.com okay that's better not good but better Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X show for 2021 what can we say that you don't already know In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne as well as blake baggett gold medalist connor fields and even the beast from the east damon bradshaw trust fly racing there simply is no better
1: what's up guys this is the Seven 70th trade out of intercom i'm here to tell you about aturbis usa for decades aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits frame guards chain sliders hand guards in 2020 they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kyle's hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbyUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Padro
0: Next up, it's been a little while since we talked to this guy, but we went back to 250 West, Scotty. So it's time to reintroduce the True Fusion Sports Derek Kelly check-in. True Fusion Sports was created out of a necessity for products designed for recovery and performance at the highest level. Scotty, did you know that? I I do now. You do now. With natural anti-inflammatory ingredients... Like Artica Montana Flower and Magnesium Sulfate, their soaks and topicals relieve pain, mend injuries, and allow muscles to perform at their highest level. You can use code XPod 10 to save at TrueFusionSports.com. Tonight, True Fusion Sports brings us our boy, Derek Kelly. What's up, buddy?
5: How's it going, guys? been a while.
0: It has been a while, man. It seems like we've been on the East Coast for a long time, but man, back in Seattle... You qualified eighth, seventh in your heat, and tenth in the main. How do you feel, man? Was that a good race for you? Feel good about it?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any complaints. Um, you didn't hit the deck any,
0: did you? I don't feel like you no, did.
5: No, I was perfect. I didn't even touch the ground all weekend, so that that was a good. That was good. No, I'm I'm really happy with how how things went. I mean, always looking for more, but yeah, uh, it was gnarly, dude. The track was track was beat and. And for the first race back, it was. I'm just happy to get through it, you know.
0: Yeah, keep, I, I've heard a lot about the track. Like, it, some guys said it was kind of slick on top, but then, like, I heard I heard differing, um, yeah. like differing accounts of how the track held up. But everybody said it was gnarly.
5: No, for sure, it was. Uh, it was definitely funky because you'd come into some corners, it'd be like really slick, and then. And the rhythms were super soft, and like the pockets and the ruts were were gnarly, and it was just it was just treacherous at points. And the whoops obviously were jacked up and and really hard to get through. So yeah,
0: touch on those because they they looked like they shouldn't be that hard. And then I listened to Mathis's post race interviews he did with some guys, and he kind of, like, it's like yeah, when we were tra- walking the track, they looked like we should just be able to rip right through them, but then they just like it was a weird set of whoops.
5: No, yeah, I mean, I I was there for press, and I'm looking at these. I'm like, dude, this is a joke. Like, yeah. this is the smallest I've ever seen. And then we go into practice, and free practice obviously, they're they're still pretty fresh for the two Ds, and I was able to get through them just fine. And then we go to first qualifying, and they're all chewed up. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not as easy as I thought
0: they were. Yeah, you guys on the West Coast have been just hammered with the whoops. Like, I know everybody when we went to mini. Like everybody was like, "What the crap?" For the first West Coast or East Coast round, they didn't look that bad. Which, I mean, they they weren't compared to all the others. It kind of feels like you guys are getting screwed over.
5: No, I mean it's it's similar. Like the the Seattle Dirt ended up being kind of East Coast reminiscent. So smaller whoops aren't necessarily easier as you saw this weekend. It's just um, when they don't hold up like that, it's it's tricky, dude. Like you're aiming for holes and. Like there's not one line, and that's one thing about this weekend is usually they kind of break down at least in one area, and you can kind of hit hit for the line. But this round, it was just like every single inch of the whoop was just cupped out in a yep. weird way.
0: That's what we. That's what I heard. Just based off all those post race interviews, I heard is yeah, yeah. That, that, that seems to be general consensus. So, so yep. was it
3: was it kind of like. Was it the still somewhat the Seattle that you expected, or like kind of had you prepared maybe tire wise, or kind of what y'all were kind of planning on it being, or did it was it just completely different than what you expected?
5: Well, I mean that was my first time racing Seattle, oh, okay. yeah. so um, it was it was gonna be new either way. Um, I definitely looking back from races past, like I'm I'm glad it wasn't dumping rain. So I mean right. I have no complaints as far as as far as the weather and and how the track held up compared to what it could have been I mean I I don't really I mean I'm good at mud but I don't seem to have the greatest luck with goggles and stuff like that so <laughs> anytime we can avoid a mud race in Seattle that's a win in my book
0: Do I need to send you some X-Brand? <laughs> I don't know I don't know Why are you laughing?
3: Just <laughs> the, the way you said it dark side sneaking Dude, he's in. He's, he's sneaking in there man you gotta man. watch him yeah. he's got yeah, he got mean, his right. pony cut off he's got he's he's trying all new angles man
5: yeah, he's a sleazy salesman <laughs> no i uh I love rich and and I wore x brand for a couple of years so no they're they're a great goggle but um for me I just end up getting splashed with mud and water gets in between the laminates or the or the the roll see anything after to pull them off. yeah Wow. Uh, it's just how it is, man. I'm waiting for them to develop a, a goggle where water can't get in between it.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Some windshield wipers on a helmet visor.
5: Yeah, I was actually talking to the Oakley guy. He he helps us out a lot with prepping the goggles and and on the MXGP side they have these uh tear offs that are like have a, a sticker on the backside so the water can't get behind them.
0: Oh yeah, so- okay. Yeah.
5: So they throw laminates on, and then um, it's basically waterproof. And yeah. you have to pull the hair off or whatever, but the, it doesn't get in between them and ruin them.
0: Yeah. The, the And this is probably common with other brands too the X brand zip offs. We, we, we don't have roll offs because I think that's patented by Scott, mm. but the zip off system has like a little thing that goes over the, the laminate or over the film so right, that water can't get top. behind it. Yeah. So yeah, I see what you're yeah, saying. So, i kind of i know i know what you're saying though with these tear-offs that's cool
5: um yeah no i mean pretty much every roll off or zip off or whatever brand has that have have that little that little visor but like water if you get splashed hard enough it gets up under that sure just pull across the thing there's nothing you can do about it
0: yeah that's true i mean um hey let's shift gears a little bit what'd you do on your what'd you do on the uh, east coast huh like what'd you guys do you just keep training you guys go on a vacation you have some fun what's up
5: um, I got my wisdom teeth pulled the, oh, this is fun. The All right. for Tuesday after a three. So yeah. I had it for that. And then the first day I got back to riding, I had a nice little crash and I almost busted my hand. So I had to take another two weeks off and, um, it wasn't exactly what I had hoped, but, um, I mean, I was able to find some, some speed, but it mostly was just trying to recover from the stupid little thing that happened. um, the week after, I mean, I, I was hoping to come in training and and find a couple seconds or find some more stamina, but I ended up just hurting my hand, and now I'm chasing that around. Jeez,
0: yeah, that's not yeah. Way to go, man! Supposed to go on like a nice vacation with our girl Kaylee, take her, you know, take her somewhere nice. Instead, you go and try to get yourself hurt.
5: Yeah, we took you a try. one day trip. <laughs> we took one day trip to to Palm Springs, but I tried to budget it and. <laughs> As cheap as i could and i hear that and the resort wasn't anything like the pictures
0: <laughs> oh, that's about right it's not there yeah it's like a national lampoons thing right yeah yeah uh so will you go to the showdown in atlanta that's a big trip for you that's a long way
5: yeah luckily i mean the the team is gonna swing it so i'm just i just actually before you called um i was booking flights with with my dad and okay we uh we booked our flights for, for Atlanta. So, yeah, we'll be there for the for the East-West showdown.
0: Do I, I feel like you're a guy, if I'm not mistaken, that doesn't really like to set goals like for per race. I can't remember. But will you set a I goal mean, for that?
5: Uh, I mean, I would love to make the main in yeah. the
0: shootout. I think you should uh, be able to do that.
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Um, but past that, I'm just looking to keep – keep the top tens rolling and keep on improving But i mean at the end of the day we're all racing and and i i don't think necessarily that having the east coast there as long as i make the main from the heat uh-huh. i don't think it's going to be any different than than a regular main event
0: all right well well we're looking i'm looking forward to seeing that we got a week off and you know a week for your hand to recover uh and then we go we got another east coast or no that is a showdown right two weeks is that right hey, yeah, I, a break three, this week
5: well it's it's actually three weeks so we have two weekends off. So I have this weekend off. Yeah, because it's a break, and then it's St. Louis, right? I believe. Right,
0: right. Okay. Yeah, East yeah, Rochester, and week. then
5: yep, and then then Did there. The show so I got I got another three weeks to find some more some more juice,
0: some more juice. All right, you got one more, Scotty, before we uh, go.
3: Yeah. So um um are are you doing outdoors?
0: I yes. Okay. Yes. You
3: you are okay. Um. So what what are you kind of uh, looking forward to that, and like kind of have you? you know prepped at all or kind of you know like how how do you feel about going into that season
5: i'm feeling good uh the team like like i said i don't know if i told you guys but having a super awesome only deal you you have to try to figure out if you're going to do outdoors or not and you, you either have to do it on your own or find somebody else to take your stuff and it's it's kind of a rigmarole honestly like you you kind of just shotgun it and roll the dice and figure it out as you go but this year I'm on the same team. that's team's doing outdoors, and right now they're they're building me a set of suspension. And over this little break, I'm going to do a few days of outdoor testing, and and then we obviously have the break after Supercross. So we're gonna. We're, I'm feeling like it's going to be a really good year for outdoors as well.
0: I like it. I like hearing that. Hopefully, we'll be able to make some outdoor races this year. So far away. Yeah, Sometimes. It feels that way. I'm yeah. glad because I like Supercross. You're ready for outdoors already. Which Scott? That, yeah. like I
3: said at the beginning of the show, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, shootouts and uh, the LCQ challenge, and then um, <laughs> Denver, yeah, yeah, and then I'm um, then I'm ready for outdoors.
5: Yeah. yeah, I haven't really done any research on. Is that just like four fifty? No, no, or? it's two fifty.
0: Guy, uh, he's gonna. Oh, is it? He's gonna let. He'll let some. Yeah, I mean, it's for the four fifties, but he's gonna have. He has some wild cards. So he can have yeah, a two fifty. guy. You need to guy, butter him like I, up, send him some True yeah. Vision
3: stuff. Maybe Just, it'll be a wild card.
0: Yeah, send him. <laughs> a, hopefully, I'm not in the LCQ. Honestly, <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, well, I, but I he's think,
3: pulling wild cards. That could be anybody. Yeah,
0: I think he's going to let some two fifty guys in there also. Um, I know John Shorts in, but I don't know on which bike. Yeah, uh, as a as a wild card, I think they've already agreed on that. But yeah, it can. Be, it's pretty much. Uh, he said like he was a, open for. Not, yeah, I, there was a word yeah. I was looking for. It's it's going to be mayhem, Derek. You don't want to be in that thing.
5: Yeah, I have no idea what it is.
0: It's basically um all the LC all the guys that have made top points in LCQ, they got aren't making the mains. Uh. Like he's going to take the top what do you say 15 or 20? I, I can't remember the number. Uh, whatever, he's going to have a full gate. He's going to take I should I should know this as much as I listen to pulp, but I don't know. I don't remember the details. But anyway, he's going to take like the top 15 guys in points and then he has five wild cards that he can pick whoever he wants. And whatever money they raise, they're gonna to distribute to the different he hasn't even decided that yet. Like last last couple of years they've say raised like seventy grand or whatever per year and they distribute that different ways mm-hmm. and he's gonna pass it out to different riders. Maybe everybody'll get a little money. He hasn't really fully decided yet. But he's trying to make it where it's mayhem. Like he's like, Ah, maybe I'll have so like this Just through do what?
5: So like fifth through whatever, like if you don't make the main or or like yeah, you, you get points. You get
0: points from being fifth and on. Yeah, yeah, fifth and
5: back. Right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's how they're keeping track of it. And then, yeah, it's, he might. He's like, he's joking about having like Vince Freeze just rolling around the infield. And you know, if, if he decides to take somebody out, then he <laughs> takes somebody out. You know? Shark it's in like, the water. He's trying to make it crazy, but I think in the end, it's just going to be basically a, a LCQ race for a lot of money.
5: Well, that's cool. A little depressing if you think about it too hard, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hey, some of those guys are pretty excited. You know, the guys that aren't making mains are like, well, maybe, you know, make some money. So yeah. it's cool that he yeah. does it and gives back to those guys that don't make a lot of money.
5: That is cool. That is
0: cool. Yeah. For sure. All right, DK, we're going to let you go, man. It's really great checking in. I know it's been a little bit, but I'm glad that we, we had at least one race back on the West Coast for a little bit. Yeah, thanks for
5: having me. It's uh, awesome to get back to racing and awesome to be back on the podcast.
0: Yep, and awesome to get points in fantasy from you again. <laughs> I know you love that was it good yeah you did good for me i don't remember what your your overall points were but it was good like i i, I had a good week oh. this week
3: man i was proud of dark side he hadn't said anything about fantasy all all show and then now he's, he's I actually had a good week it.
0: this week and i just didn't brag about it so that's surprising and that's a true. lot of that it's because of dk <laughs> all right man we'll let you go get back to kaylee and chilling or whatever it is you're doing tonight we're gonna wrap the show up and call it a night all right boys all right see you man thanks but yeah, Derek Kelly, I like that guy so a lot, man. He's cool,
3: yeah. It was cool. I, I, he was one of the people that I, I it was very cool to get to meet in person and talk to him <laughs> yeah. and stuff.
0: So, I did get the email from uh Sawyer,
3: yeah. And so, then Desi's supposed
0: to send you one too. Cool. So, uh, those of you listening, when we were in commercial break, we were chatting with our YouTube people and we're giving some shock socks away, doing some giveaways. Yeah. So again if you guys don't have a chance haven't taken the time or haven't had the chance to watch the show live on YouTube uh like I said off air a minute ago it's not the same as Pulp Mix. it's not quite as um fluid That's, yeah as but I love our YouTube, I
3: love our listeners though they're like they're 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 on yeah, our side man they're we're
0: here every week and we we talk to them off air we you know we we do some stuff special with those guys and we do some giveaways so that was really cool appreciate everybody
3: i, I did want a sh- a shout out to uh, uh spencer he's he usually catches our show most of the time on on later, but he's actually been a little coming in and out of the chat so yeah, cool. shout out to him for joining too he he uh for those listening, he he kind of helped us. We, we wouldn't have been able to eat in Dallas when we were going to Phoenix oh, yeah, if it wasn't a store. And I told yeah. him my
0: truck, all that good stuff. Yeah. 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 Spencer yeah.
3: drove us to eat because he had a truck that was capable of doing so. Yeah, so shout absolutely. out to
0: Spencer. And, you know. I, and we went to the the awesome, world famous Waffle House. Yeah. The only thing we, hope we, we ate it at Waffle Dallas. House
3: like three times that weekend, or twice at least. Definitely twice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Waffle House rules. So I'd go there right now.
3: Oh, um, um <laughs> Uh, Blackburn's Instagram.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's right here. I was looking it up. Uh, so Chance Blackburn, if you don't follow him, is Funky Fresh underscore two forty six. I knew it sounded like a like a like that's like a eighties hip hop. You know, like uh DJ Magic Mike and the Funky Bunch and Funky Fresh and don't laugh. That's like real people. <laughs> DJ Magic Mike was real. I know. That's uh, why I'm uh, laughing? <laughs> is it what's the the actor? I think he's an actor. What that had so so and so the Funky Funky. Man, there's there's a rapper. I feel like
3: I remember. I remember. Oh like, well. yeah, Marky Mark and, Mark like, and wasn't wasn't the Funky
0: like, Bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. It, see, they're almost close. Yeah. Whatever. Isn't uh, that what it is? I don't. know. I think so. Well, I think so. And then we got Chance. He's funky fresh two forty six. Like he could easily have been a rapper in nineteen eighty five, Open it for the Fat Boys. Who's the Who's the guy that's that always?
3: They do the like. I guess it's the ex-brand tear-offs or tweets at talent, I can't remember the dude. What's the one that's always po- Dark Side's Pony? Do you know who that is? is I do somewhere? know who that
0: is. I can't say who it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't... I mean, it's a hidden identity, man. Oh, Why? My bad. I just thought it was funny that they he's always use He's Pony anymore. Now he's uh, Jamie's YZ250. Oh, okay. He changed it. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Same, same guy, Jamie YZ250. <laughs> okay. So, not me. I promise you that. Um, yeah, so we talked about Randy... Oh, the, the Starcross 6s are coming out. I'm sure you guys heard that in Pulp Mix. And Randy's nice enough to give me a set. Kiefer actually texted me right as the show was starting. It was like, hey, Randy took your wheels to mount some Starcross 6s on to, them.
3: But, you know, you still haven't seen the bike yet. But when you finally see the thing, that thing's going to be legit. I dude. saw Kiefer sent me. You already had the graphics ready from
0: So Kiefer Permalance? sent me an email, forwarded me an email. Decal Works did graphics for my bike. Ooh, and is that a conflict? He's like, yes, it's a conflict. I mean, because Lords is doing graphics for it. They're, the the decal works, and I appreciate decal works for doing this. They're not going to stay on the bike, though. And Kiefer knows that. It's just for the first ride. Can for, we
3: run like a combo
0: where we have the, shroud, no, no For the Kiefer Inc. <laughs> testing the first ride, it'll probably have the decal work stuff on there because they are sponsors of Pulp, and this is all through Pulp Mix. But Andy, uh, Adam is working on my Burn Lord stuff. The decal work stuff. As soon as I saw it, though, I told Kiefer, I was like, "Dude, like <laughs> they put a they put the word they literally put the Star Wars logo on like the shrouds or not the shrouds of the the side panels." I was like, "That's got to go, dude." He's like, "Why? You like Star Wars?" I was like, "Yeah, but I don't want literally Star Wars on my dirt bike." Is that what Kiefer did? He put actual well, decal work. Oh, yeah. Put Star Wars, not they, like the Star Wars font. Like actually says it Star says Wars. Star Wars in their font. I'm like I don't want that. And there was a couple of other graphics that were on the bike that really aren't people that I'm involved, like sponsored by anymore. People would be like, that was Lee's like, was on the bike. I was like, yeah, so were like a 1,000 over their stickers. <laughs> but anyway, but Decal Works did do some graphics for free. Or well, they're doing you, graphics you for free. Some, and that's really put cool. It in, put it up here. Yeah, we'll do something with it. So that's cool. But uh, Randy's got my wheels. The suspension's going to race tech. We're getting there. We're getting there. So it's cool. Did I want to ride that thing. Yeah, I don't want to tell you. Uh, do we have anything else we need to talk about before we? Oh, I went to another concert this weekend. Two of them, actually.
3: Yeah, I'm okay. sure. Um, i I'm, I saw your uh, Instagram? Instagram post, yeah. and I'm sure it was better in person. But that guy's voice sounded a little rough on the Instagram video. Which one? I don't remember. I just remember the, the band sounded good, but the guy was like, I was like, oh, do you?
0: I don't remember. Yeah, I've watched. I, it. I, I, was, I, I I didn't even watch the was full it live video when yeah. I went live. I don't remember. I don't know because <laughs> like I posted, I posted Candlebox Friday night he said
3: it awesome yeah I don't think it was him I he think it was a different one so that would
0: have been Corrosion and Conformity the next night and yeah it it probably did sound bad live yeah it's, like it's hard on the, on the phone yeah phones never do no. justice but, but that was Corrosion and Conformity I think I I think I live streamed Albatross and um another song but it was for, I mean that show they were good the other bands I was kind of like eh but I was there to see some friends I got to I got to meet you won't care about this but I got to meet Dimebag Daryl's widow uh Rita. That's awesome. Actually, I Never do care about that. So I got to hang out with Rita for a few minutes. It was cool being in uh,
3: Arlington because that's where Dimebag's from. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that's why his, his fiance or his his widow was there because she yeah. goes to a lot of the shows around there. And then uh, hung out with the Pepper Keenan, who is the singer of Corrosion Conformity, for a few minutes. Um, Tony fucking Campos on Instagram. He's a guitar player for Hellfire. He's a moto guy. Listens to Pulp. Nice. His buddy is their guitar tech. So I tried to find him, but he was back at the bus. I didn't get to see him, but there were some moto guys there. It was, it was kind of cool. And then um, oh uh, I, I got to hang out with Kyle, the singer of Mothership, who I've talked about on here. I love Mothership. They're from Dallas. And Kyle was like, dude, I'll come on your podcast. We'll talk about music. So we might do a I might be doing a one off with Kyle Jewett from Mothership. That'd be cool. Anyway, that's not Moto Talk. So want to thank a USA Race Tech Fly Racing Expert Goggles Works Connection. Torque One Racing, Art Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams, Motorworks, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports. I say this every week pretty much. Support our sponsors, man. Like, we just talked about True Fusion Sports. If you guys are using, let's say you're using some CBD roll-on type stuff. The True Fusion Sports stuff is fantastic. I use it all the time. Hang tight. <laughs> have to watch the mic. I've got the Rapid Cooling Cream right here, the Muscle and Joint Pain Relief. What camera's on there, Scotty? I can put it. It's on you. This stuff right here I use, um, like, if when I go on a bike ride, mountain bike ride. Just, hell, I use it at night because I'm sore after work. Uh, and and it, it's really good, man. Aloe, arnica, M-MS, MSM, menthol. But anyway, it's, it's muscle and joint pain relief. This stuff helps. It is Derek Kelly's company. He's part owner in it. And we have a promo code. Mm, excuse me. That promo code is XPod 10 so go buy some stuff, man. Support Derek Kelly, support our show, and it can help you out, right? And the other, obviously, the other promo codes we have are our jerky, Moto Pot Twenty One, stuff. Killer. I I ate like half a package. Yeah, I needed to seven. order they some do of stuff that. last night watching Pulp. I was chewing that shit up. Hey, what's What's it again? The promo code. Mm-hmm. You should have it on your phone. I texted all that stuff to you. I told you to use that stuff when you're posting on Instagram. Do you not have any more? The shirt, no. Okay, I'm gonna send it to you again, but you need to yeah, you like. Well, I doing, just
3: repost their thing. Their thing says everything,
0: but it doesn't have our codes in it. That's why oh, I sent you a text okay. at one point. Like you, when you do you're a right. post, you need to say, "Hey, anybody that we have a code with, we need that on the Instagram post." Okay, I'll send it to you again. I'm, like, I I'm keep learning it from my file. mistakes, everybody. That's fine, but our our jerky code is MotoXPod21, MotoXpod21 at ERJerky.com. Okay. Gotcha. I'll send it all to you again, and if you guys have any questions on any of these promo codes. Just email us at MotoXPodShow at gmail.com, and I'll try to hook you up. Uh, Torque One Racing does not have one. We have one at, we have one at Racetech. Want to you get your suspension done, clean your fluids, change your fluids, Moto Xpod. saves you some money. Uh, X-Brand Goggles doesn't have one, but I can get, hook you guys up if you just contact me. So anyway, I'm kind of flubbing a lot of this, just trying to figure out what we're going to talk about, but we need to wrap this thing up unless you two people have any hot topics that we want to touch on real quick before we go. Are
3: we not doing our... New segment?
0: We just we did it already. The the our jerky beef of the week. Oh, that was that, that was yeah. Oh, this week it okay. was chance. Oh, okay, and I thought we were. For, I was temporary. confused.
3: I thought we were doing something like afterwards.
0: We can at some point like if there's not another beef during the week, but we can come up with something. But like yeah, not nothing else tonight. Well, that's we're gonna call it. Okay. Unless uh, no, you no, got anything hot to talk about.
3: Um, nope. there was one. Someone said hot take. Tomac does the World Supercross series, and I I said not they, a chance. Not, outdoors, that's first. a hot take.
0: It's a very that's, hot take. That's almost as hot as me picking Dylan Ferrandis for the Supercross Championship. But, yeah, that
3: apparently you were testing us all on.
0: No, I meant it. <laughs> I meant it. I thought he was going to win. But I was wrong. It happens. Yeah. Everyone's hey, wrong.
3: It'd be cool to see him and Tomac battle in the outdoors.
0: Yeah. Throw yeah, Sexton it be. in there. It throw, Dude, a... Chase, Chase was supposed to be on tonight. But he got hurt. Like So, he missed my text last night. He texted me like friday
3: guys had a lot going on he takes me like
0: thursday or friday. He's like dude i'm sorry i'm i meant to get back to you i i you know uh it was early in the week he said i'm in for next week guaranteed promise then he gets hurt so i text him i was like dude i don't expect you to even try to come on no big mm-hmm. deal so yeah we just we missed that on chance chance chase oh. chase sexton
3: yeah calling him chance is probably not a good well, way to get him chance
0: blackburn <laughs> so anyway we'll get chase on again uh all right let's wrap this thing up i guess as always i'm gonna Get into yeah. the wrap-up show.
3: Yeah, Shout-out to the YouTube people. They were strong tonight and some yeah. new people. If, if Every Patreon. week has been a couple of new
0: people coming in, so we appreciate that. It makes it more fun for us Subscribe and like our, our YouTube channel, patreon.com, if you want to support the show. We've had a couple people pull out, and I understand that. Sometimes financial things change. Mm-hmm. We've had some new ones. Everything's we've had some people going lessen. Up. Yeah, we've had some guys go from like $10 a month to $1 a month, but it, hey, it's still a dollar a month. It still helps out, so we appreciate all those guys. <laughs> Sorry, I need to get some more free content or some special content out to you guys. Working on that. Promise it's just overwhelmed right now, but I'm working on it. Uh, other than that, we're good.
3: Someone we're said, uh, Let's talk about Steve saying Hagar was the original Van Halen Hagar. singer. Hey, well, I God, you don't even know. Jesus. I, wrote, I, I, was, I know it's Van Hagar. I just read it as I was reading it. Okay. I read Hagar. Anyway. I know. Okay, Sammy Hagar. I understand then he said he was that. the original singer. Yeah, and then yeah, he said he just, that you didn't flip. He was surprised that you didn't flip out.
0: I did say something to him, I think. I, I said just, something. Yeah, I, I think I said, no, he wasn't the original. but Yeah, I mean, definitely not. I think he was jo- he was joking, I think, that or he just brain farted. But he obviously, Steve knows Sammy's not the original, but to Steve, he is the best. So I think he was just sort of being silly. Dude, I want to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this in the wrap-up. You haven't gotten to it yet. No. So I don't want to run it for you yet. Well, are, you're listening, though. You won't even know. Something happened last night at the end of Pulp that Randy did that I thought Steve was going to come unglued, and it barely phased him.
3: Well, so I... But you won't
0: know if you're just listening. Well, you might. What did you tell me? Well, listen to it first, and if you don't figure it out, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Because something happens on camera, and Steve doesn't really say what it is until a little bit later. You'll figure it out, I think, but... I, I was coming unglued. I was like, like, I wasn't yelling, but inside my head, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Randy just did that. Oh, my God. And Steve was just like, like you could see on his reaction, he was like, what the fuck? But he just kind of smiled a little bit. I was like, okay.
3: Well, now I want to know what it is. Watch the YouTube.
0: Oh, my God. I'll, say, I'll tell you if you really want to know. So he has a bottle of water that was Damon Bradshaw's when Damon was in studio from like two years ago.
3: On oh, his yeah, he stayed in there for. it's
0: got a label on it, Damon Bradshaw's water, the date, the the show number. Steve said something to Randy about making noise. He had a water bottle. Randy had a water bottle, and he, he Steve said something about making noise with it. Randy grabbed that water bottle of Damon Bradshaw's and drank all the water.
3: Oh.
0: And Steve was like, okay. And I was flipping out. Come to find out he had printed another bottle oh, and faked okay. it. But this was like ten minutes later when he told us that. I even texted Steve, I was like, You didn't tell anybody what happened. Like they just heard you go, Okay. Like he no, he didn't say you're drinking out of Damon's water. Like so if you're only listening in post and not watching, yeah, you don't know what they're talking about until yeah. Later, when Randy goes, I really thought you were gonna get mad about that, and then he pulls the original out. Oh, and okay. And he's like, "Oh, okay." So he pulls He's like, little... "I knew you were gonna do something." But yeah, like like I was flipping. Yeah, that's messed flipping up. Flipping out. That's messed up. It would have been if he had done yeah, it. Yeah, I've real. really done and it. And like ten minutes later, he's still drinking out of it. I'm like, "Oh my god, he's gonna drink it all!" <laughs> like that's I was, I, was I bought in. I completely, I uh, Randy had me fooled. All right, we're out.
3: <laughs> all right, peace, guys.